Hey, what's up? Eileen here. I wanted to say thanks for listening to the podcast today. Hey, if you'd like to accelerate your revenue through high ticket offers, head on over to AccelerateMyRevenue.com and grab a free ticket to our five-day challenge where you'll discover how to do six and seven-figure days using virtual events. Let's dive in to today's episode. So Sarah runs a company called Joy of Marketing. It is amazing. She is a like she's an expert photographer and she also trains photographers on how to grow their business. She's also a New York Times bestselling author. What? And she wrote a book called Worth Every Penny, right Sarah? Is that is that the name yeah. of it? Incredible. Yeah. And and what's also Okay, so Sarah's run like this enormous business. She's also a speaker at this year's Funnel Hacking Live. <sighs> <laughs> uh, but one of the coolest things I love about Sarah is she's not like, she's an incredible speaker, first of all. So that's also great. But w- one of the things when we, I first met Sarah that I jammed out with you about just how much she centers her business around her family. I think your kids are like a little bit older than my kids now, right? Right, Sarah? But this is a really big priority, right? Of, of yours. And I know your kids are very like, they had some of them were involved in sports, but Sarah always centered everything in her business, like around the priority of family. So she's an incredible leader as a result of that and just runs a crazy cool company. So let's give it up one more time for Sarah Petty. I wish we had smoke and music like FHL. And <laughs> Yeah, for sure. That can be added later. <laughs> it's coming next time. So, Sarah, um, so I know Joe and I kind of want to ask you a bunch of questions and just for, we're going to record this and we might use like a snippet or an excerpt for a podcast. So if you don't like want your, I don't know, face on the internet, you can just, um, please, actually, please let us have your face on the internet though. I love seeing it. Um, but Sarah, everybody here is focused on virtual events. Like Rasmus here, he just did an event this weekend. It was amazing. It was so super cool in Denmark and I, I think you got, how many applications did you get, Rasmus? He has a, a, a $30,000 offer. Uh, 48. Yeah, 48 applications for his offer. So cool. Um, and then we have people who are kind of just getting started and people are growing. Um, we all have this like secret goal of doing a million dollar day. That's like all of kind of our super cool. But we, we and Joe um, is incredible at teaching on speaking. We all are kind of growing in our skills as speakers. Wave your hands if you want to be a crazy, cool, amazing speaker that engages your audience. Yes. So that's a big skill we're growing in. But really, we just wanted to kind of, glean from your wisdom. You have so much experience now in this space, and I know you're teaching at FHL. Um, but is that cool? We just do kind of Q&A? Yeah. Or is that, I, I guess, what what would you say, like, could you describe, like, before you did virtual events, Sarah, before you did, what was it like in your business? Yeah, it really changed everything for us. So <clears throat> I run a photography studio or boutique. Yeah. So uh, a lot of photographers, are what we call shoot and burn. They charge a couple hundred bucks, give digital files. And I grew my business doing, you know, larger wall portraits, framed, mostly kids, families, that type of thing. And most businesses compete with cheap, but as photographers, we compete with free because everyone has a digital camera. So really teaching photographers how to escape that price race to the bottom because you're never going to be the cheapest. And I believe that really in any space because there's always a Walmart, right? Or someone willing to do it for way less. And so 
for years, we, we hit seven figures back in, like when we started growing the company in like 2010, our first year, um, I, I opened my studio in 98. So I'd been in business, gotten through, you know, hiring and some of those things, but we, we could never break the $2 million mark. We kept, we, we kept being stuck and we told ourselves that, you know, our audience is broke and their moms and they, you know, they, they can't leave home. Cause I had three kids in three years and I, that was kind of me. <laughs> and so, you know, we kind of had this head trash built up and then we realized we weren't serving our community and they were getting stuck and we weren't helping them, which was also getting us stuck. Cause we tried the coaching thing 10 years ago and didn't know what we were doing and created, you know, we, we did a small group and somebody was complaining that they didn't do anything, but we were terrible and, and had this terrible program. So we just, we sold thousand dollar and lower products for, for about 10 years. And then we got it, you know, we started working with Russell and we started seeing all these people doing it and we realized kind of what we were doing wrong. So we had our first ever event last year that was live and uh, it was amazing. We had, it was smaller. We had 300 people that came to Dallas, which was our goal. Um, we had 210 eligible buyers. We pitched application. We had 105 apply and sold half. So we sold 25% of the room, which for our first time was a little crazy. And then we thought, well, what are we going to do with virtual? Because we we want, we had to have an event. Our community was begging for it, but we just couldn't do it live. And so we thought, okay, if we're going to do it, we're going to go all in. So we went a little too far all in, I think. <laughs> um, but, you know, you can always pull back later. But um, uh, yeah, so we ended up with 1,200. We heard that people could get four times the number of um, people that they got in live for virtual. So we set that goal of 1200. We created 1200 gigantic boxes. So I was just hyper-focused like a dog in a bone. We're going to sell 1200 tickets. <laughs> so we sold 1200 tickets. If you call it that some weren't fully sold, but I can share what we did and some lessons we learned along the way. Mm -hmm. um, and then we did this giant swag box that was oh. the 1200. Yeah. that I didn't want to go to waste. So we kind of had time release swag throughout the three days. We kept 97% of them the entire time. Wow. So it's fantastic. And we had lower sales. I don't even, I've been out of town all week, but um, we ended up doing, oh, it was 1.2 million, I think. Yeah, awesome. So it was pretty cool, which last year was just around 800. You know, it's all marketing math based on what you sell, if they take the payment plan or not, but just being conservative. Yep. Um, so it was, it was, we had kind of higher goals. We're like, we're going to four times it, but um, it, it's different. There were just, we learned some things, we messed up some things and, but so many things went right and it was amazing. Wow. So we always look back, right? We call it Groundhog Day. Have you all seen that movie yeah. with Bill Murray, you know, where he relives the day over and over. So we kind of groundhog everything pretty intensely. Like what would we do different if we were, which we are doing it again, but um, we learned some cool things I'm happy to share too. Holy cow, Sarah. Okay, so you, and I remember when you did that first event, it was so cool because you did that crazy like scholarship thing. I remember you like, you like, and it was so, you sold so many. It was amazing. And then you sold, you said 1,200 tickets to this last event? Yeah. Wow. So my philosophy with, um, you know, like in my portrait business, we create, we, we, uh, we, 
charge a session fee. That's mm. low just to get people to show up, qualify them, but we make our money on the orders, right? So it's just, it's not really where we make our money. So yeah. I really went into the event space thinking the same thing. If, if they're the fee they pay to come to the event can cover our costs. Right. The, fir- the first year was hotel, t- you know, food and beverage. And, and we had some swag, but then this year it was sort of like swag and, and our overall costs then we're good, right? If we totally bomb, I felt pretty safe. Or if, even if we're a little behind, it's not like we're taking that whole risk on ourselves. So you guys who haven't done it yet, if you kind of look at it that way and you do your business planning and looking at, okay, if I sell this many, will it cover my costs? Then it, then whatever you sell, you know, it's just kind of not icing on the cake because we would be sitting there in February going, okay, we're starting all over. But at least, you know, I'm, I like to mitigate risk a little bit. I like to take risk, but you know, not crazy risk. So we, when we heard four times, we're like, okay, we can do this. We like marketing. So we, we ordered these 1200 boxes and that's where I went a little overboard. I think in my mind, it was like, okay, I've got to do all this extra stuff to keep them. And, and really in reality, if you have good content and you have activities and things to keep them going throughout and you give value, I, I don't think it, it, you need to have quite what we had. Part of the problem with ours was there was that huge storm in Austin, Texas, where the boxes were shipping from. They were shut down for five days. So we had to overnight 1,200 boxes to people. And don't even ask me that number because that is painful. So that's one of those things, you know, we, we have a core value in our business. Like we play big and we win big and we also lose big. So um, that definitely stunk. But we, if we didn't send them overnight, they weren't going to have them. So some, you know, some trickled in. The internationals had gone out two weeks early, so they pretty much got theirs, but inside the U.S. it was a little crazy. That is amazing. (laughs) And painful. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Wow. Okay. So you sent these boxes, which I know you, you, you're amazing with like aesthetics and gifts. And, and I remember from your first event, you kind of even seeded the offer a little bit with physical items. I, I'd love to talk about that too, but yeah, but my mind, Joe, is your mind blown 1200 tickets? That's amazing. Yeah, that's insane. You're, you're like, um, an anomaly on earth. <laughs> well, okay. So let me tell you the good, bad, and the ugly, right? Because like people always talk about, oh, they're big wins. But if you don't know the behind the scenes, then I don't think you can learn as much. So we started with, so first off, we included it as a bonus, a ticket as a bonus with our $3,000 course. So we probably, and, and we also went back a year and added all those people. I have a small sales team of two people. So they went back and tried to, to, to get those people. So we probably had two, 300, maybe two or 300. I don't know the exact number. I'm such a numbers person, but literally I have a high school senior <laughs> and like this year has been insane since our event in February, literally with recruiting trips. And now we're trying to do family vacations and all of that. So, um, we included those. Those are our best buyers. Those are everyone's best buyers, right? Because they've been through that basic course. So they were great. And then we, I mean, it's hard. I'm not going to lie and say it is not hard um, selling those tickets. I mean, everything we did. So we started, we launched it on Black Friday with an aggressive price campaign to our list and just massively everywhere. 
mid November. So that was a big hit, like hit. I mean, not win, but like a, you know, blood of tickets. Yeah. I mean, it was like a little, a bump. Then we did webinars early. Um, well, we had a challenge in January. So everything was to sell challenge tickets. And then we would down sell. We would go back to that warm group and sell scholarship tickets. So we had um, webinars early December. We have to do kind of a hard cut in our community for two weeks before the holidays because they're, you know, parents are just not paying attention. Um, we know this from, you know, 12 years of trying. <laughs> Plus we want it, right? Like I want family first. I want, I want to go bake and burn cookies with my children. <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, and then the week after Christmas, we got aggressive. Mm. Um, and we also have a sales team and we gave 50% commission to them on everything they sold for this. Because again, we needed, we need, I needed 1200 people there. Yeah. So uh, then January, we had the challenge. We had 5,000 people in our challenge group. So we had a big pond to fish in. And then about week three in January, you know, we're, cause you, you have, you think in virtual, you can sell till the last minute, but when you have something to ship, we knew we could oversell till the last minute, but we needed to get those 1200 boxes in the mail which we had planned on doing going and if we had to till the last minute and overnighting a small number, not all 1200 on them or 1100. I think we had a, a hundred international, which isn't too bad, but um, that's when we launched the scholarship campaign. Like we did last year, last year we had 135 of those 210 eligible buyers were um were scholarship and i'll explain how that works though it's it's kind of got a little twist to it we sold t- both years we we bet we did about two hundred thirty five thousand in revenue from the scholarship ticket so that's legit money um last year was a it was a smaller number we were in dallas so a lot of them were driving at the last minute we were short a few we wanted to oversell right in real because you know some people aren't going to show up but then this year we um i just said go go right go get them so we did a scholarship funnel where we have some partners in the industry who could send people to a page that basically said um, it had a little video. Let me see what it said. It basically said um, um, it was apply for a scholarship. Here are the dates and you can apply. And when they would apply, I think we said we had five, but we're like, hey, we can give as many as we want. So we had a lot of people sending to that scholarship funnel. Plus we were running, We as we got closer to the event, we ran ads and we went to our list. Way better to go to the list Um, I think what we learned last year or next year, we want to do a smaller number of higher quality. Oh. Yeah. So 1,200, I think we probably would have been better to stop at 1,000, sacrifice 200 people because I think we got some of the freeple, cheaple people who, I'll explain what happened a little bit. I mean, it's fine because in my mind, I was like, if they're bodies and they come and they engage for three days. I'll take it. Yep. Right. Like, why would that not be a great thing? But um, so we, my sales team went out and what they said was, hey, we have a scholarship ticket, especially if this sponsor, you know, our partner promoted it and they're paying for this box. 
we don't want it to go to somebody who's not going to show up because it's so easy to be like, ah, you know, something came up. And so we want to make sure we have that these boxes, cause they're, it's a real thing. It's not just a made up thing that, oh, you know, it costs us more for tech, which it does a little as you grow, but it's minimal. But we said, we want this to go to someone who's going to show up. So what we're asking, if you want this is a $99 refundable deposit. So you come, you show up, and if you want your money back, you can get your money back um, at the end. And uh, if they were like, we had some people who were negative Nellies right then and there. So that's what the Groundhog Day was. I wasn't communicating with my sales team as much because I'm like, you just do what you got to do. And I'm over here helping the challenge. And they, I wish I would have had the conversation with them. Like, if you have red flags, just sort of unsell them in a nice way. But they were focused on, Sarah said, get these tickets sold, right? So, um, but then we offered them an upgrade to VIP with a non-refundable 97. So the VIP people got an extra little swag box, extra, some extra things with us, lunch, lunch and learn and a cocktails and conversation night on night one. And the people who did that were much better, right? Like better buyers, the more they do. And the more they invest. So that was that all offset, you know, a lot of those costs because they weren't just free tickets. And then we had a way to get that money back later. I'll tell you about that. We raised money for OUR. Oh, awesome. Yes. And we had these necklaces made. Well, I'll just tell you now. <laughs> In case we forget to come back to it. I hate that when people do that. I'll come back to that. And then they don't. We made these necklaces and um, for $99 donation, they got to have the necklace and we raised almost $40,000, which was crazy. That was what was cool about having so many people there is we, we, if you even get, could give $5, right? How good it feels to give. And collectively we did that. And we had a tattoo in their box that says, I lift as I climb. That's one of our manifesto, like our core values. And they got to put the tattoo on and they were all putting it on the screen and we were, we were doing a celebration. So for those of you guys who don't know what OUR is, um, it's Operation Underground Rescue. Did I get that right, Sarah? Uh, Underground Railroad. So yeah, they, they, okay. And they help um, victims of human trafficking. So that's amazing. You raised $40,000. Yeah. 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 And so they were able to just click on their dashboard and donate that money, Um, which most did, or they could put it toward, well, no, that's either it. They could take it or they could donate it. Okay. We didn't get t-shirts and swag mixed in with that. Right. But um, yeah. So that was kind of cool. Can I I ask a few questions? So yeah. Uh, hi, I'm Joe. Nice oh, to meet you. Hi, Joe. <laughs> uh, you're rocking it. So cool. So uh, what were the ticket prices like? How did you change ticket prices and trade urgency and scarcity from Black yep. Friday, webinar, challenge? And then I know the, the, the scholarship campaign was 97. Okay. Yep. So we started as 497 ticket price. Upgrade was 197 to VIP. Mm-hmm. And we started on Black Friday, I believe at 197. That was best price, best market price was 197. Mm. And um, the upgrade was also on special for 97. So for 297, they could get the ticket and the upgrade. And so that was pretty much the offer until we went to the scholarship. And what was interesting too was, 
there was, you know, when you're doing things virtually, you have to think about the fact that everybody's connected in the chat. So I was doing, we were doing our webinars on Zoom meeting, which was kind of interesting where everybody can see you. And especially we had that challenge group of 5,000 people who were coming to everything. So people were having, you know, they were somewhat connected. And so once we came out aggressively with the scholarships, when I was in live, people were typing in the chat, I just got a scholarship. Wait, how do I get a scholarship? So what, right when that happened, we're like, you know what? I, I can be done. Let's just let our team go get those last, whatever, 200 people. And they just, they just sold hard. Mm -hmm. So, you know, some things we learned there when the applications were pouring in, the people who had an email at a domain were much better prospects than a Gmail or a Hotmail or an iCloud, right? Because they're free. They, they're just maybe a hobbyist. But if they've gone to the trouble to get a domain, wow, they're, they're a step ahead. So about after a couple of my team was like, hey, you know, I said, hey, go in this order. And all of a sudden they started getting higher quality leads. So that was a little accident we had of pre-qualifying them um, to go with that scholarship. And a lot of those people did upgrade. Wow. Amazing. But I think, you know, we had, I don't know how many chat rooms our team was running with 1200 people, like maybe eight. Uh, but they were, there were a couple negative Nellies and we didn't have that at all in the, in the live. And, you know, they weren't bad, but my coaching students, we have like a hundred, well, we have more now, but we had like eight, just under a hundred going into the event. They were furious. They're like, what, you know, anything negative, they were all over it. So we didn't have, we did it. And I didn't affect me from this stage because I couldn't really see them. Like in a webinar, it's right there, but on the stage, they were a little, I was on an, a stage oh, stage. They were farther away. So, and you can't see all eight rooms or however many rooms at once. So it didn't affect me at all, but it, it potentially could. Um, but I guess I, I mean, if you guys are doing webinars, it seems like there's always that negative person. They're the loudest, but it was really great. Our community is so strong and there's so much love. And especially with the spy box, like we gave so much mm -hmm. The people are like, how can you even be negative? Right? right. Yeah. You're like, this is the joy um, of marketing. What are you talking about? Yeah. yeah I know. <laughs> um, but again, again, it wasn't, it wasn't deal breaking. It wasn't horrible. It was just. It, when you go from lot from in person to virtual, it's that those couple little things that you don't think about as much. Right. Um, that helps you in a lot of ways because people are like when we we offer made our program offering, we talked about what we have. All our people had the background, or our current students, and they were gushing and talking about yeah. um, their successes, and we had so many successes, so many success stories. Um, speakers, introducers, all of that kind of thing. So that helped, of course. Was your was it a paid challenge or a free challenge when you ran the challenge? We we've done about sixteen challenges for about five years, and we've done them both ways. But our preference by far is free mm. because we can get ten times as many people. And then they're in our, they're indoctrinated, right? We, we usually do a giveaway, like a camera or something really huge. If they review the podcast and they, um, they, they um, repost an Instagram story about the contest, 
So we usually gain about 2000 Instagram followers and we had just launched the podcast a year ago, almost exactly. And I think we have 75, almost 80,000 downloads. So it really gets people, our challenge gets people going there. And I'd rather have 5,000 people in the challenge than 500. So other people, I mean, it does offset your, your ad costs, but you're growing your list if it's free, you're getting real, you know, feedback and you do get more of the wrong people, right? The more they go down the funnel, the better quality students you have. But that's just our experience. That's yeah. great. That's amazing. What do you see? I, I, I'm curious to see, and maybe you don't know off the top of your head, when we do free challenges to sell tickets, we're seeing about 8 to 10% uh, buying tickets. Um, do, you, do you know about what your what the close rate would be for free challenges? Buying tickets for the event or for the offering? Uh, for so, the event. I don't know because we sell the $3,000 course out of that that comes with the bonus ticket. And then after that closes, we go back to the group with, hey, you should still get your ticket. That's good. That's only in the January challenge. I mean, everybody else, we keep it on our list and nurture. Eileen, that's so smart because it it recoups the ad costs plus some, I'm sure, before you go back and then sell more tickets. Oh, like (laughs) 10 times the ad costs on a $3,000 offering with 5,000 people. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But it also, you know, it gets people in our community because we sell something kind of hard. We sell something that people aren't problem aware of mm-hmm. the boutique model. So we want all of these. We want more people in that challenge because we have a lot of educating to do. They just assume the only way to make money is to work harder and get more clients at 200 bucks a piece. Wow. So we have to show them what that looks like to get $2,000 a time or 3000 or 4000 Love it. So cool, Sarah. Amazing. And then what's your back end offer, like your high ticket offer that you sell at your event? Yep. That? Yep. So it is a 12 month coaching program and um, it's, uh, it's 12, 000, the, the bottom line offer is 12,000 a year. That's paying full or 1200 a month. Mm-hmm. And the only way they can get there is like, we don't sell that just straight out. They either get there at the end of the $3,000 course, we ascend about 20% to it. Um, And then they get the chance this time. And then if they haven't taken that $3,000 course, they go into that first. Cause that's, we teach them how to price and how to like, we teach them marketing, selling pricing. They have to have that before I want them in my high ticket coaching program, because they're going to be, you know, people always think that the answer is just more clients, but if you're broken down here, more clients are just going to lose you money faster, really. That was, um, we say that again, Sarah, that was really powerful. <laughs> so we so, also need more clients, right? But if it's the wrong type, is that what you just said? The- yeah. Every, I, I was a marketing director at an ad agency for years too. And every single client came to us and they said, oh, everything's good, good, good. We just need more clients. And we would go, okay, that's cool, but let us just take a look at what you know, what you got down here first, because if you don't have a strong foundation, you're, it's all going to come falling in with more clients. And so our students who are offering a digital CD for $200 and they think they need more clients, no, we're converting them from a fast food restaurant to a sit-down restaurant. It's a completely different thing, what they sell, how they price, how they service, how they sell, everything is completely different. So more clients is not at all the right answer. 
That's powerful, Sarah. So that's why we make them go through that $3,000, which we keep raising the price. It started at a thousand, but to serve them at the level we needed to, we had to keep making it bigger, but somewhere between three and six likely is where it will end. But you guys all know that struggle, right? (laughs) What it's really worth is probably way more, but I'd love to shift to the event now and how you oh, yes. how you structure the event and uh, and how you think about like moving everything towards the offer. Yep, yep. So our event is a three day event. Last year was two day, and um, I think it, there's so many things right of finding that right balance, but. From what we had been hearing today, when you're making that offer, you haven't loved enough. And I mean, we just have so much we want to give and do. So um, day one, we we worked on them bonding with each other. We had a photo booth that they could do. Um, we had, we do awards. So, um, you know, the Oscar awards. We have the Julie awards. Julie Awards. Julie. So my first client, right client, when I switched my business model, her name was Julie, came in, invested $1,800. This was like 17 years ago in my photography business. I wasn't even good. I didn't know what I was doing. But I I started marketing because I was a marketing director. That was all I knew. So I thought, well, hey, if I can figure out the rest. And so my students started saying, well, I want a Julie. How do I get a Julie? So we started celebrating when they get their first thousand dollar client. It means they've switched their model from 200 bucks um, to a thousand. And then we do all along the way, we call them the yay awards. So we do like 1K yay, 10K yay, 50K yay. They get little pins as they reach this. And so all year we celebrate in our group and we're like, hey, go boutique live. So because we want our current clients coming too. Um, so we have the yay awards on day one and in reality, they get to come up on stage, which is amazing, but in virtual, we put their names up, we had them hold, we sent these in the box so they could put their lanyard on, hold their pins up. So they got credibility. We also gave them a press release. So many are getting in the press, which then links back to us, which is cool. Um, And we do a lot of breakouts. The thing that's nice about virtual, I think that's better than than in-person is, for one, everybody has a front row seat, right? You're not five rows back and whatever. And also the engagement, you put them in small little groups, they do their thing and they come back when you're all in rows and you're tight. I love it, but you, it's especially in COVID, right? And we all go back. How do you do those breakouts? Right. Um, which you probably, we did way, way, way fewer. I think the bonding happens, you know, at cocktail hour and, you know, breaks and things like that at an in-person event, but Gotting them, got them engaged, had them doing activities. So we start off with kind of their big why. I'm all about family first. I just, I'm not a Gary Vee fan. I don't, I don't subscribe to work all the time. Uh, my husband's an architect. We built a really cool studio together. He's on one side, I'm on the other. Put a volleyball court in the middle. I don't know if you guys can see it. You put a basketball court in the middle is what you said here? It's volleyball to the petty. We're volleyball people. But um, we're all about family. Like we want our kids here. We want want to be with family. So I want people working in a business that gives them the freedom and flexibility to do what they want, right? Um, So we really, this could be a whole nother day. I'll be talking about it, Funnel Hacking Live, the 
the analysis we did throughout. So it, we kind of, we had some gamification with points, but we did this um, analysis that they filled out and it gave us, it scored them. It, we call it a gap analysis. It scored them on where their pain, like where they were um, needing the most help, which was pretty cool. Kept them using the dashboard because that's where our offer would come up on day two. So got them really comfortable moving around. That's nice. Um, so day one, we did the Yay Award. You know, I did. We, we started with the big why, the family. Like that's the freedom. That's that's the whole reason we're taking the risk to start a business. So we can be at our kids' stuff. Hated going to my kid. I was at everything, almost everything. Of course, there are always some exceptions, but I'd be like with three other parents and two grandmas. Like what? What's up with this? I hate it. And so day one, big Y, yay awards. And then that night for VIPs, we did the cocktails in conversation. So they got extra love. I had Andrea, my studio manager on stage with me and she and I just fielded all the questions, right? We had a little cocktail with everybody, like the behind the scenes. What does a studio manager do? How do you get one? How do you get to the point where you can have a studio? Do you even want a studio? What do those costs look like? And just gave them love. Those are the best buyers. So we really wanted to have extra time with them. Um, at lunch, they also, Andrea, my studio manager, who's been with me like 15 years, she, she's like a second me, worked with our coaches in the program doing Q&A for VIP people. So lots of really good extra time with those guys. Um, day two got into more planning. Like we're always trying to create content that overcomes they're why they can't do things. I'm overwhelmed. Well, let's teach you how to fit it all in your day. So I started with the planning activity. Marketing, I'm not good at marketing. Well, throwing up a quick sale is not marketing, right? That just devalues your brand, attracts price-sensitive buyers, and teaches everybody to wait for a sale. We've got to do better than that. So we showed them the whole marketing calendar that, of course, is part of our program, sort of like... um. Yeah. Driving down the street in your city when the stoplights are all red and right before you get there, it turns green. And then the next street, right before you get there, it turns green. That's what we do in our program. We have campaigns and ideas. So we're able to show that, make people go, oh my gosh, I would love to have that. Wow. Um, then there was a lunch break and then we talked about how to make money. Like how do you make real money in a photography business? So instead of 500 clients at $200 a piece for six figure business, it's 50 clients at 2000. That's one client a week to get to six figures. Like how great could your life be? And some of you may be in spaces where you're like six hundred thousand. I want like millions, but our clients, they want a lifestyle. They want family first. I mean, a hundred grand of extra money right. when you are staying at home, that's legit. That can change your life. Yeah. And so getting them really to believe, then we did a um, success panel with students who just, I mean, we had one gal when COVID hit who um, her husband left her. She told the whole story about like leaving her for another woman, putting her down. She had two teenagers. Her She had to give $25,000 back in mitzvah money because of COVID and she couldn't make her house payment, couldn't fix her fridge borrowed money from her mom to do our first program and made $40,000 in like eight, six, eight weeks. So like story after story, right. Of belief that if she could do that, having no money about to lose her house. And now the best part, these teenagers who were all down on her because of dad are like her biggest fan. Oh, come on. That's I know. And like, she's at speaking in one of their entrepreneurial classes in high school, just, 
And just watching her personal growth, putting, she got like a makeover and new clothes, just feeling so good about herself. So we had like six of those. And then I transitioned to the offer. And it's like, this is the point in the, in the event where you start going, oh man, tomorrow I got to go back to my life. It's getting real. Right. And how am I going to do this? And, and so um, that's when I talked about how, for those of you who want more, like if you can, if you're, if you got what you need and you're ready and you, you can take it and go with it. But for those of you who want more, I'm not serving you if I don't give you this way. And, I'll, you know, these people you've seen, they've been part of this program and here's what it is. And um, kind of showed, broke it into a couple key points of, we call it the drip in the hammer. <laughs> I learned that from a, when I was selling advertising at the ad agency, um, one of my radio reps, I was brand new, you know, green, and he kind of explained it to me this way, right? You, you need the, the, the drip, right? That out there all the time. And then now and then you need that hammer activity where you just own the market. And so I think that's what people do wrong. They think they're just going to pop up. And like, it's going to be great. Well, if you haven't been doing the drip and the hammer all along, it's not going to happen. And I think the same with education, right? So we have drip activities that can come to every week. And then we have two, twice a year, they come here to me and we just pour into them for two days, like that hammer activity. So I'd kind of explain planning that way. And I feel the same about education. You need both. Right. You need that immersion, but you also need that constant hand-holding. That's good, Sarah. Oh my gosh. It was, it was, yeah, it was pretty good. And, um, you know, we did some other thing again, Groundhog Day. Um, we had 40 people, I think up for renewal from the prior year. And, um, uh, we put a one click on their dashboard. Like if you know, you want to renew, but it should have gone to a page that explained everything, but it just renewed them when they clicked. So if they were just curious, it was one of those things that happened last second. And, you know, in a, in a real world, you have all the time to, to do it exactly the right way. But so we kind of created a mess. My team's like, wow, this person renewed this person. I was like, really? Because I was thinking they wouldn't. Well, it turns out we did renew 50%, which I hear is pretty good. And um, our program just keeps getting better and better. We've only had this program for like two and a half years. Like it just started. It just sort of organically happened after that $3,000 program. People are like, don't leave me. And I was like, well, okay. So we tried some shorter term things. And I just decided if people can't commit to a year, I'm not their coach. Because there are so many things that happen in a business that are seasonal. From, you know, the time of year for photographers, very seasonal business to, you know, how are you marketing in all those times? How are you dealing with cash flow? You just can't learn that in a couple months. Yeah. So good, Sarah. Amazing. Well, Joe, I'm sure you have more questions. I want to open it up for people too. If you have a question, yeah. some of them in here, um, or, or Joe, do you want to talk about the, um, like the pitch or closing or post event? Yeah. Or what, when you, um, when someone decides that they, what's the call to action for them? Do they put down a deposit? Do they have to apply? How's that work for you? Yep. So we asked for a $500 non-refundable deposit. Mm. Um, it's in that way they can go figure out um, if they want to upgrade to the pay in full, they have time to go get that next 700 for their first payment. It, and it would automatically hit their card after seven days or if they wanted to work something out. Cause you know, if they're not expecting that, we want to give them time to go find that money. And I think we had 30% 
upgrade to pay in full. So April, both years been our biggest, March last year, April this year, biggest month ever. Just money is like, you know, and I'm like, Sarah, this is not going to be this way all year. Don't get excited. Um, but so a lot of those people did because, you know, there are a lot of benefits to that. For one, you're getting a way better price right. and then you, you can let it go and focus on making the money instead of having that anxiety every month. But we know that everyone can't do that. And so, um, we, that was the offer. Um, we got them immediately last year. We really kind of planned to, to, to bomb. We just, it was our first event. And uh, we just didn't know what to expect. So when we had so many people join last year, we were kind of like, okay. And then we got them into that first program and then COVID hit. So then we went into reaction mode. So this year we, um, we were super clear on our steps, onboarding them. We had a quick onboarding call. We gave it about a week to 10 days. My customer service team was like, don't onboard them too soon or we're going to kill you. <laughs> They said it really nice like that. You know, we're going to kill you <laughs> um, as they should, as they should. I'm so lucky. They're amazing. Um, but it did make it easier that so many people could just click last year, you know, trying to take people's money. And we had like six, eight people and it still was such a bottleneck in the live. I mean, in the in-person, they're all live. Right. So that was kind of nice about virtual. They came into the enrollment room and one person kind of divvied them to different rooms. So if they're like, I'm in, I just, I've got to break it on 12 cards, go to customer service. I have questions, go to the sales team. Mm -hmm. um, the, the problem that we made, which again, I, I learn more from people's mistakes <laughs> or the lessons they learn than like, it sounds great to be like, oh, look how great I am. But I, I like to learn from the things we would have done differently. <laughs> this didn't happen last year and it happened this year. We, because of the connectivity, but every person who introduced me or, or testimonial like success story, they were like, oh my gosh, that the $3,000 course is called Boutique Breakthrough. They're like, I started with Sarah Boutique Breakthrough. It was the best thing I've ever done in my life. Well, what did that do? That created hunger and desire for that program. So we came out with our offer in the chats was like, that's cool, but how do I do the, the smaller program? So then we're like, well, we're not offering that right now. Well, when are you offering that? And so my, my sales team, they were all in different rooms with chat people getting all these questions and they didn't have the answers. And so we had, you know, we created some swirl mm -hmm. that we had to come back the next morning. We, we made an early Q&A. We came in, we answered. And um, in the future, we just, we literally just spent last week out of town with our team working on how to how to fix that. We don't know that we have the exact solution, but for one, we're gonna make sure all our people talk about the program that we're offering, not a different program. Yeah. I think a lot of people who do live events don't have that evergreen product. Long story, but we inherited this small sales team in COVID. Hmm. They're awesome, but we can't just launch twice a year. It doesn't work for us. Then they go hungry the rest of the year. So we want to dr drive traffic for them. We can run this $3,000 program. We have the team now to run it without me. So it's an awesome, 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 awesome program. But it's evergreen now, so we're selling it all the time. So, um, again, we're just working out. So just think that through, making sure that your success stories talk about the program, that actual program. Because all of our programs build on the one before it, right? So it's all our training, but they were talking about the wrong one. So... <laughs> 
those people are just going to come into the 30 or whatever it is. Sorry, the 12, 15 offer in, in, in one second, right? Probably right after they do that program. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, so then we had to not offer it for a bit because we wanted to have integrity, right? That we weren't offering it. So because plus we, we, we had 86 people jump in. We had some massive work to do to get them up to speed. So, um, Wow. Making sure they got results versus just abandoning them and moving on. Why resell if we want to say, like, make sure they were loved on and had everything they need. We put them into small groups and I'm having to build a team to serve this bigger group. So that's personal growth for me. <clears throat> what do you think so when you're, when you're doing an event, you're doing the math for like the back end of the event. What's your expectation of a close rate? Like, what do you use as your, uh, um, well, we did, we closed 25% of the eligible buying units. The rest were spouses or current students. So we didn't count them. So that was kind of our benchmark, which I think I hear is pretty good. Like we were expecting crickets, right? And, and what happened was I pitched an application. We had so many people apply. We couldn't, we didn't have a good sales team. So, or it's team or process. And, um, we let them all like so many go to bed without even talking to someone. So, I mean, should have probably been 40% had we, you know, but again, it was our first time. Like you just don't know everything that you don't know. When you and say so, pitch the application, what just to translate for everyone else here, what you're saying is they did not know the price before they got no, it. They did know the price okay. and it was the same price. It was anchored at 18,000. The value is set at, you know, hundred and some thousand. Right. The price was, was given as 18,000. And we said, we have some scholarships available for $6,000 is the max you can get. Cause that's the pay in full. Mm-hmm. Oh. And <clears throat> we'll consider you in the order that you apply. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, to just apply to talk to somebody, right. Uh-huh. Um, and I don't know. We've had, we've had conversations about if that's the right way to go, teaching them always to be looking for a scholarship. And is there really a scholarship? We do have sponsors, but what's, I don't know. Um, and then, and, and I don't know if part of it was pent up demand because, you know, for that first time, you just don't know. Um, but I felt like, I don't know. It was a lot to ask. It was a big ask on day one. I didn't want to do it before lunch day two and then shove that, you know, put the high pressure to, to decide before noon. Um, so that's why on day three, day one's just loving them. Day two is a, a ton of value and then making the offer. And then day three came back with a soft repitch, really great content. And then a lunch welcome. And then after lunch was just wrap up. <clears throat> lunch welcome. Tell us more about that. What do you mean by lunch? Okay. That was an hour. Just, it mostly was to go through the process and remind them, you know, once you leave here, you're going to hear the voices saying, what did you just do? You're crazy. And talking about how to enroll their family, enroll your spouse, enroll your you know, friends, your neighbors, we create a lot of tools, um, for our community to use. And when we created, we call front pocket, back pocket. Um, so I, I highly encourage you guys to create tools. There are things they can access when they need to solve a problem. Right. And so I tell people, they go to their spouse with their, all their net, their problems about their business. And then of course their husband's going to say, Oh, you can't take digitals away. You can't charge this much. So we tell them, put your friends and family in your front pocket. 
You've got to have a community and a mentor in your back pocket. Keep us in your back pocket. You've got to have a back pocket. And so that's how they separated. You know, we tell them, go to your spouse with the message of, hey, Sarah's got me now. I don't have to come to you with my problems anymore. I'm going to come to you with my wins. And at the end of the year, we're going to go to Disney and I'm going to pay for it. So letting the spouse know that it's not their responsibility anymore. That'd be like asking your single friend with no kids with your, with your parenting issues. You know, they don't know. Why would you expect them to know how to get a toddler to sleep or to behave or a teenager, you know, to come home at night right. before curfew? Like they don't know. <laughs> so that's really what we do. We teach them. We like resell them and help them navigate what to do once they leave. Awesome. And is that only for buyers, people who made a deposit for lunch? Yeah. Ah, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we we do like a good content, really good content in the first se section and then the repitch before the longer break. Then great content in a soft, like, guys, this is your last chance. If you've been thinking about it, come join us yeah. before lunch. That's great. Um, okay. Yeah, oh, cool. So there's a couple of questions here in the chat. Yeah. Um, Okay, so, and Kinsey, you asked a great question here, and then Blair wants to see, like, what's in the swag box. And I'll I, show the swag, yeah. Um, okay, so Kinsey says, how long does it take your best clients to go through your course content? Is that that 3K course, Kinsey, that you're yeah. kind of asking about? Yeah. Okay, yeah, how, let's, let's, yeah, how long is that? That take? is an eight-week course. It used to be a 30-day. We said, get your Julie in 30 days. We try to use our own lingo, like Russell uses, fun we're funnel hackers, right? We want them to use language that other people don't know what it means. It makes them feel really a big part of our family. So get your Julie in 30 days. And then we realized just to go through the nine lessons, like I pared everything down. I did this class live a bunch of times because I just was like, why isn't this, why are you getting stuck? Why are you? So I, was, I, I took it down to just what they needed to know. It's nine lessons that are under an hour. One thing, go do this. Two wow. days later, one thing, go do this. What, here's a pricing template. Go put your prices in and post them. We'll critique them. And then you're going to go print them, right? So we held their hand and it takes about the first month to get through that. And then we coach them. We do role play. We, we make them go do it. So they have their Julie's in the month two a lot bigger. And that's when we start getting them in. I pitch on Tuesday of week eight. We close it on Friday. We do graduation. Then we do onboarding an hour later. Wow. Amazing. Kinsey, did you have any more questions around that for Sarah? That's so good. Oh, no, that was super helpful. Thanks. So, well, when you, so when you, so it's a course, so you're promoting it as a course, but no time length, but, or are you kind of doing it like an end date or do you want them to get through it quickly? The, the $3,000 one, it's, it's eight weeks. They get the schedule of eight, the eight weeks and they do it together. So everybody gets, they get access to the membership site. Class one goes live at 9 a.m. Monday. They do it. So it's recorded. And, and at first they were like, well, I thought we got you. You do get me. And I explain why, <laughs> right? I did it live. I worked out all the, the questions and I narrowed it down to just what you need to know. And then come to the, the Facebook group for coaching and feedback. And after the first 10 days, people's minds are blown. We give them 30 days. If they want out, they, we give them their money back after 30 days. They've gone through all the content 
we'll give them their money back because that's how good it is. Wow. That's amazing, Sarah. And we have about 10 to 15% do that. I mean, we, we track, I have a community manager, I have people in there managing this group and we track every single thing they do. They have to do a, a, an intro video, right? Hold up your phone and say hello. And if they don't do that, we're poking them, right? Because a body in motion stays in motion. So we have them do it. And they're like, that was so scary. <laughs> we're like, okay. Then we have them submit for portfolio critique. We want to make sure their images just aren't horrible, right? And we give them feedback. Then they have to submit for price critique. So we know if they do these like six things, they're going to get results and they're going to go on. That's great, Sarah. Yeah. And if they don't, like they, we can't make them do it. It's kind of a bell curve, right? Some rock stars do it quick and fast. Some we cannot make do it. We know they're going to refund it. We don't care. Yeah. We don't want them in our 12-month program. Yep, yep. I mean, not that we don't want them, but we don't want them, right? We want right fit buyers that are going to come in and add something to our community. Yeah, we 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 feel you, Sarah. That's how we are too. That's good. yeah. And then Joe asked uh, or Jorge about the year long program. It's twelve months, twice a year. They come to me for two days, and there are things throughout the month. Um, I worked with Taki Moore. Oh, love yeah. him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, I didn't know how to run a coaching program. I was guessing and I realized, okay, I've got to scale this. We were stuck at 100. I got to scale this past 100. So we created um, 12 different ways they can get help throughout the month from teach. Like I just did finish doing a teach on how to create a high ticket product, who, what, where, when, why, how. We have guests, we have Sherpas in there. We have um, uh, some people, like some want to go fast. Some just want to go slow and steady. So for like the tortoise, we have um, accountability calls, planning calls, um, practice, like sales skills calls. Mm. Um, and those are all run by other people. That's awesome. So you got the, some people just come for the immersion. We also um, release graphics campaigns for them to use. Some just want the campaigns. Wow. Yeah. So, and then, you know, we have a full marketing training program, a full selling and, and that they have access to. So we have a whole system. I spent my whole life creating. So there's part of me is like, I have to hold back because I try to fire hose people. <laughs> fire hose people. That's but yeah, let me show some swag if you, if that's cool. So we did the standard, right? The shirt, the coffee cup. But each day had its own box, which was kind of fun that they couldn't open. Wow. We had um, one envelope that told them the rules with like the emojis. I think this is pretty standard. Everybody's doing emojis and a door hanger. Oh, we did a lot of prep too with them on how to immerse because you don't just leave and take your kid to soccer. Like you're, it, it all is linear. So you to miss a little is to miss a lot. And so, because our audience, their parents, right? Um, this one says, go do, and in that is the tattoo. I don't think I can get that out. Um, we do a lot on the um, mental game, the I'm not good enough. So I would teach something and we would scrape out, like we call it head trash. So we gave them a head trash can. Oh my God. We'd be like, throw your head oh, trash away. Yes. Love um, it. Oh, yes. oh my gosh, Sarah, that's amazing. I mean, I'm a little crazy. I'm just gonna, You're I'm so just gonna say. So you can take like a portion of these. So we had the cool backpack bag. We got a, wow. we had big giant journals made or planners. So they got a planner and a notebook. This is Whoa. the notebook. You can run from the wind or you can build a windmill. This one says, do something today that your future self will thank you for, which is planning, right? Wow. 
I'm so um, overwhelmed by I'm, how awesome this is. I know. Is. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> unbelievably good. It's like okay. first class. Wow. Like, it's kind of my, it's kind of my, you know, what do they say? Your strength is also your weakness. So it, it was both. So in here, we did these three circles and we gave them colored pencils. So throughout, we talked about the three things that built the business. And then we, like, remember when you were little, you went to the dentist, you'd brush your teeth, then you'd chew that red pill and it'd show like the spots that you didn't brush. I don't know. They don't do that anymore. But um, I wanted them to have this scrub. So like this, I'll be talking about this at Funnel Hacking Live. It's kind of, it's kind of almost its own thing because it's kind of heavy, but um, it was huge. And my sales team then, they got it on the dashboard, but my sales team now has them all scored. All of this printout for my entire sales team or, you know, from every attendee that filled it out, which was, um, that fully filled them out. I think it was near a thousand of the 1200. Holy cow. Um, little things like I do hard things. That was the last day. It's a, a window sticker, you know, not a sticker sticker, but a cling that you can move. We want it on their window. We want to own all the real estate. Um, okay. These are some fun ones. The balsa wood airplane it says you know, i'm writing that down i'm stealing that just so you know i want to own all the real estate that is so yeah. good josh you're listening right now we want to own all the real estate eileen's we want it everywhere make them, send them out to be oh my gosh that's awesome sarah the airplane you know, you're eileen and i's new best friend just so you know <laughs> um, yeah. well and i i want everything to be for a reason right? Not just, oh, it's a cool t-shirt, like a shirt's cool. But um, the people who say, I'm not ready yet, I don't know everything yet, and I can't start, I can't be all in till I learn more, we want them to know we build the plane as we fly it. So that's what it says on here. And it allowed me to talk about, like, put this out, remind yourself, don't get stuck in learning mode. Don't wait till you know everything. That's so good. All right, this one was my favorite, I think. It says, energy flows where intention goes. Can you see it? It's an intention bracelet. So they got little pieces of paper that they were to write their decision on day three. What is your decision to do? Like, hopefully it's to go with us, but make a decision. So they would undo this and put it on their bracelet. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. And it's engraved. It says, go do on it. <gasps> Oh my that was gosh. our theme. These are all like closes, Sarah. Like I'm sure you've like like they're all everything. They are. They're all pre-framing <laughs> or reclosing. They all are. They're cool. all for a reason. So if nothing else today, maybe that will get with you guys. Like um, everything was to overcome an objection, right? Of some kind. This is VIP swag. Oh my gosh! So that that was just like the general. That was just like, yeah. And there's even more. There's like disappearing paper. Oh, here talked about abundance. I ate these, the good and plenties. <laughs> Cause you want to give them a little sugar, but talking about, right. It's not a pie where once the pie has gone, there's no more like, let's have an abundance. It's good and plenty. It's a tool. So in the, in their planner, I had a whole page for tools. I think they had 24 tools, like like front pocket, back pocket, good and plenty. One of our manifesto, imperfect action beats perfect inaction. We want their laptops splattered. Money, you know, the squishy money toy, um, the money head trash. I am in love. This. Um, we gave them gloves because dual purpose, they can use these um, gloves when they're handling their artwork. 
So I, I talked about moral obligation to serve, like selling and serving, but serving hard selling makes selling easy. So repositioning sales as service with these. That's all kinds of little fun things. Okay, VIP. So um, my business partner, Erin, you met Erin? Yeah, Erin. Um, she, when she joined me back in 2009, I was doing this with my two businesses and I was like, dude, we can make this huge. And I took her from corporate, like she was in a great job and we were both college athletes. Like we just are competitive sport, sport people. And, uh, I, I got a champagne glass and I had it engraved. I think I actually engraved it probably cheap way, but it said Fineo, which is failure is not an option see it right there. It says for now. So we had these made for everybody. So again, I told them this story of how we committed to ourselves. Like nothing was going to let us fail um, in this because you're only failing when you quit. So we all had a toast to Fineo. We gave them champagne gummies. (laughs) I know. Our lab threw in 25 free cards. You guys want to come to this event, don't you? We do. Where? I'll buy a ticket right now. Where? Just to get the goods. I, I've been told that I need to calm it down a little next year. You're a, you're a genius. Don't listen to anybody. Um, you're a genius. Champagne gummies. This Champagne is- gummies. Because, you know, not everybody drinks and you can't send alcohol. So they're like little champagne gummies. We could have our moment together. But, um, but I think... I don't know. It was fun for them because they were sort of time released. They um, would we say, okay, open box two, open open this envelope. Don't open this envelope yet. You know? Wow. So. Oh, Sarah, can we give it up? Can we get up for that box, ladies and gentlemen? Wow. <laughs> that you overnighted. You needed to overnight those boxes now. I get it now. That that needed to be in people's. I mean, we, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't spend all that money and then not have it in people's hands. So at what point do you just keep going? <laughs> That's amazing. But I, I, I want, you know, I just, I know our audience is in pain and they needed this training. They needed this help. They needed this encouragement. So I, that decision was really easy for me because we can always make more money. But I just look at the people who are there who are like, they need this. They need these visual reminders all around their office to remind them that they're worth every penny and every dollar. Yeah. Oh, guys, can we give it up one more time for Uh, Betty? Literally, like, because you can tell you're just leading with, can you feel that? Drop a big yes in the chat. You can tell that Sarah is like over delivering. That's her heart is like to over deliver and she can be a problem. She can be a problem. I know. Hope that didn't like make you guys spin around crazy, but. No, that was amazing, Sarah. That was like, that was so, wave your hands if you just got so much value. I know some of you guys aren't on camera. Thank you so much. And just leaving you guys with one thought because a virtual event is scary. I mean, any event is scary, but I think that that's worth it. But the best advice anybody gave me, um, her name is Mandy Keene. I don't know if you guys know her, but she had worked with with Tony Robbins and um, worked with Russell. She was kind of our head trash coach in, in the inner circle. She And I said, Mandy, you've been around events, all these events, all these years. Like, what is it? What's the secret? What makes events work? And she said, Sarah, and I, I don't remember exactly, but she said, I've been to all these events and really if you come from a place of service, like once you get there, you know, they're going to buy or they're not going to buy and they're going to whatever. But if you make sure like every interaction that your team has with them and everybody has with them, just love them, 
like you do and let the chips fall where they are, you know, and if you learn lessons, at least you leave them with a great feeling and feeling in a better place than when they come. And so we really took that attitude and it feels good, right? It feels good because we're creating an offer that serves them. Yeah. And whether they, whether they join us or not, we all leave in a, in a much better place. So hopefully that serves you guys too. One of the things we say around here, which I, I, I so, so good. One of the things we say around here is, um, and I, and Myron actually, it's a little post that I put on, um, my close rates went through the roof when I started like living by this sentence, make them feel like buying and everything you just did makes them feel like being a part of your community. I mean, it's so impressive, Sarah. So impressive. Oh, hey, thank you guys. And I wish all of you guys so much luck. This is it's the best way to learn is just hearing what other people messed up. <laughs> thank you so much again, Sarah. Hey, just wanted to say thanks for listening today. We know there's a lot of podcasts out there and you took time out of your day to listen. And we just wanted to say thank you. If you'd like to learn how to do six and seven figure days with virtual events, head on over to AccelerateMyRevenue.com and grab a free ticket to our five-day challenge. We'll teach you how to crush it with virtual events. Hey, remember, the world needs what you alone have to offer. I can't wait to keep you encouraged to go after your dreams. So remember to subscribe, and I'll see you on the next episode.